Hi, I'm Michael Sunoff, founder and CEO of HardToFindSeminars.com. For the last five years, I've interviewed the world's best business and marketing minds. Along the way, I've created a successful publishing business, all from home, from my two-car garage. When my first child was born, he was very sick, and it was then that I knew I had to have a business that I could operate from home. Now my challenge is to build the world's largest free resource for online downloadable MP3 audio business interviews. I knew I needed a site that contained strategies, solutions, and inside angles to help you live better, to save and make more money, to stay healthier, and to get more out of life. I've learned a lot in the last five years, and today I'm going to show you the skills you need to survive. Hi, it's Michael Sinoff with Michael Sinoff's HardToFindSeminars.com. Here's an hour-long interview with one of my audio marketing secret students. His name is Mike Bloxham. I'll just read his email that he sent to me before we had the call. Hi, Mike. I'm Mike Bloxham in the UK, and I bought your audio secrets course, which I have found to be truly a great product. I'd like to speak with you about my business as you have some incredible insight into marketing, and this shows in the fantastic quality of your work. I also wanted to pick your brains about a suitable audio product in my niche, which I'd also like to consider your services in interviewing me for. I'm already in the information marketing in the UK. I'm the equivalent of what I guess you'd call a specialist land agent, and I teach students where to find land deals for developers. I sell a course on this on my website, and I also sell a course on commercial property investing, and another one which is very successful on currency mortgages. I mainly sell these courses or books through joint ventures in which it has been very successful. I'd love to work with you, Mike, and I would be honored if you're able to find some time to speak with me. I work mainly from my home office, so if you can arrange a suitable time to call during the day, bearing in mind I'm in the UK, or I'm more than happy to call you. Look forward to hearing from you. So in the next hour, you're going to hear Mike and myself talk shop. We're going to talk about how I use audio to promote my products and services, and I offer him ideas on how he can do the same. I hope you find this interesting. This is a guy who's already got information products, online businesses going, and he wants to use audio to enhance the value of his existing products in his business. I hope you enjoy. Oh, Mike, it's Mike Blossom here. How are you? Hey, Mike, how are you? I'm great. How are you? Good. Good to hear from you. I'm just on your website. Just kind of started reading over your letter. Oh, well, it's great to actually talk to the legendary Mike Sennott. Oh, it's all not true. All just a result of good marketing. You know, I was thinking before you, it's funny, I was just walking along the beach with a dog, you know, and I was listening on my iPod to some of your stuff, and it was Neil Ash's interview. Yes. The Hammer thing, you know, and I thought, gosh, it's amazing. I thought I'm going to be talking to this guy tonight. Hey, it's all marketing. It's all smoke and mirrors, you know that. It is, but you know something, I mean, I must admit, I mean, I hold my head off to you, you know, because, you know, you're a great marketer, Mike. I mean, I'm not a good marketer, and I mean, I'll tell you that now. I'm learning about marketing anyway, but a lot of the stuff that I do is, is with joint venture partners. Well, that's the smartest way to go anyway. We've been doing really very well with it, and I'm also growing my list of very valuable names for other stuff as well, you know, so it's brilliant. It really is good, you know. But I love your stuff, Mike. I really do. It's <laughs> absolutely an inspiration. It really is. Well, Thank you. How did you find out about it originally? You remember? You know what? I'm just trying to think about the other day, you know, because I was listening to an interview that you did, and I think that was for the audio secret thing, where you said to somebody where they come, and they came from iTunes or something. And you know, I can't even remember. It may have been a joint venture that you did, where there was a link to you or something. I can't remember. Okay. Did you find out about it recently? No, I've been with you for probably about 
four or five months, something like that. But it was great. I mean, I must admit, I mean, I've looked at the audio aspect of it quite seriously, and I quite like talking to people anyway. I wanted to see whether or not I can use audio better in my products anyway. I mean, I wanted to be researching other projects to do as well. Sure. But what I want to do, really, is to get your sort of experience and your sort of feedback as to what one can sort of expect from audio interviews and how you can use them, really. That's really what I wanted to find out with you. You know, you listened to the Neil Asher recording. Did you listen to that this morning? I listened to that the other... All right. The Art Hamill system, which I've been selling for years, and just since January, I don't even sell it to the individual public. I've now packaged it with my higher-end HMA consulting systems. Oh, really? That's a good idea, yeah. Yeah, so I've just added more value to my HMA stuff. I've got less shipping to do, less hassles, less customers. So I've got one flagship product that I'm kind of directing everything to. But that one Neil Asher recording, we were just conversing, and he had emailed me. He said, you know, I used Art System to buy a business. And when I hear something like that, you know, I had to interview him. And that interview was a very powerful interview, especially with my joint ventures. And you, the same thing. You've got testimonials for your land buying or your property buying system. And Along with your sales letter, I mean, there are a lot of people, and you've heard me in the recordings, that will not take the time to read the letter, but they'll download an interview. You could do short interviews, success stories, case studies with students of yours on how they were able to use your system, and you should have those at the top of your sales letter. Well, the thing is, I mean, I'm into land buying anyway, and I've done it for many, many years. The money really is generated through the information publishing, if you like, of how to actually do that. This is the sort of thing that I can do in my sleep anyway. So are you saying that there's some money in buying the land, but it's more selling the how-to? There's huge money in buying and selling land anyway, but my interest has always been in publishing. I've always loved it, from quite an early age anyway. And I mean, I've always studied, you know, copy pieces and stuff, and I've been very interested in the Brian Keith World stuff that you've done as well. Mm -hmm. That was a very insightful interview. That really was. What a nice gentleman. Yeah, that was good. But you see, land development opportunities are all around us anyway, and there's even better markets opening up now, and that is in like the extra care facilities, etc., for older people, you know, older developments. I mean, these things are springing up everywhere. I just did an interview on my site with a guy. He's an exit strategy expert. I know him. I've met him. The name escaped me, but I've got a whole interview on that guy, his whole story. And I met up with him in London anyway. He contacted me. He wanted to try and help me, and I thought that'd be really nice anyway. He was quite expensive. Yeah, he is indeed. But the thing is, I think it was more from a publishing point of view. He bought one of my books anyway and wanted to have a chat with him about it. But, of course, he's done a fair bit of stuff for Dan Kennedy. And I think that he was talking to his platinum members or something like that anyway. Okay, I see. But anyway, that would be interesting. I'll look forward to listening to that anyway. No, just to get back to what I was saying anyway. So, really and truthfully, I mean, I teach people the strategies behind that. But I package it up in a different way. What I have is the entry-level book, and I then have an associate partnership up where people can sort of subscribe to me, and then I will help them with projects when they sort of become fruitful. I'll go through the legal process and the forms and do a lot of the back-end support with that. 
I'm also just about to do some seminars where I'm going to be teaching about land finding techniques where you don't even literally have to leave your office. You can actually just do all of it online and that really means all of it, all the research, you look for sites online and it really is along the same model that you copy what has been successful, which of course is a great model for any part of business, but you copy what's been successful anyway and then you've developed what they want and what they've actually developed before. So there's a few strategies I'm looking at, but I really wanted to try and add an audio angle to it as well. I have interviewed before some of my successful associates, and that is on a TV that I do. Mm -hmm. But I was thinking of doing a front-end product, if you like, for all of it, which would sort of introduce people into the concept of it, and it would be along the same lines that your audio course goes, you know. And that's really what I'm sort of thinking of doing. I'm thinking of sort of branching into other stuff as well. I must admit, I'm very interested in the Bart Hamill's business plan. Are you still doing the HMA system for 3900 were you or something? Yeah, it's not 3900 It was over a year ago. It's 5970 5970 Right, right. And that includes Art Hamill's course as well, does it? Yes, it does. Does that sell well? Yeah, it sold pretty well since I hooked up with him. I mean, when I started selling it, you know, literally when I first met the guy, he had them all in his basement. His original courses that he sold back in the mid-80s, and I probably went through a few hundred of those, and then once those were out, we digitized it, put everything to CD and PDFs, and then, you know, three ring binders, kind of like what you have, and I've sold hundreds of them. I started selling them at 297 and I went up to 497 and I went up to 597 and in 2007, for a year, I was selling them at 1497 1500 bucks. and every time I upped the price, what it would do, you see, there was a back-end component. There were students who went through the course who wanted to consult with him and I'd introduce him to art and art would consult with them. Really the students were kind of like the people out there looking for the deals and art had private investors that he'd try and hook up. But the quality of a lot of the students wasn't there. It's easy but it's not simple. you got to be persistent. you got to look at a lot of businesses. So there was a back-end component for me. To be honest with you, I mean that's exactly what I find with mine because I mean the deals are most certainly there but they've got to have the persistence anyway. But they've also got to not have the business opportunity mentality where they're off to the next thing any minute, you know, and they've got to be persistent with it. And that, I think, is the same with any business opportunity. Yes. But years ago, actually, I was thinking about, funnily enough, a business buying course, but to actually sell it, if you like. And I thought about that because, I mean, there's somebody that is doing something like that in this country, and I don't know how successful they were, and I wanted to try and join venture with them, and I never heard anything back from them at all, you know, and that was quite some time ago. Do you ever sort of joint venture on any of your products at all? Yeah, I have. I'm always open to joint ventures. I'd be open to doing a joint venture where you could endorse the Art Hamill system yeah. and yeah, I did it with a guy, Vanish Patel. Do you know Vanish? I know Vanish and I Vanish very well. How many did he say? He sent out one email. He may have sent it out twice. This is probably back in two thousand and five and we must have sold fifty courses. Really? That was when it was at 297. I didn't have near the amount of audio interviews, but I'd be open to that. Brilliant. I'd definitely do that with you. Just tell me something like I'm very interested in this, but whenever you increase the price of something, do you just add more audios to that? You know, actually, with the Art Hamill, I didn't have that much more audio as I increased the product. Maybe the first increase from the 297. I definitely had more audio on the front end, like the one page where you see Art Hamill and all those recordings. I had more audio pre-selling the system, but when you got the system, it was pretty much the same amount of audio. I did increase it a few times as I did more interviews, but for for the most part, no. You know, sometimes with price, you just got to test it. Did I ever really crunch the numbers? Definitely, I was selling more at the 297 
you know, as I went up in price, I was selling less. But Art was kind of getting frustrated with the people who were coming to him, and I wanted to qualify the buyers a little bit better because the real money was in the back end, not on the front end. And I continued to do that. And I had a pretty liberal return policy, especially at the higher prices. And, you know, I was dealing with some returns and chasing money, and I just got frustrated. Yeah, yeah. It's a difficult end of it. But, I mean, I've just found, though, anyway, in your recordings, if you have a good product anyway and you can stand by it. I mean, I got a great bit of information information action. It was from Yannick Silver with how to sell super high price, one of his courses. And he got one technique off Dan Kennedy, and he admitted it was for Dan Kennedy's anyway. And that guarantee has been so powerful for me in my top end workshop, and that is basically that if you don't make money with this strike, just let me know in 18 months' time when you give me a good go. All I ask you to do is to give me your contact, and I will find and sell them a project and I will split the profits with you 50-50, you know, and I'll guarantee you at least £50,000. That has been so successful, that one guarantee alone. I mean, you attributed to his product. It was like, you know, just give me your list or whatever, and I'll sell them a super-high price product now, and I'll sell it to you. But just little snippets like that. I mean, there's never the golden bullet with anything. You've got to assimilate all the information, all the strategies, and add it to your own style of what you do. How long ago did you put that guarantee on? I didn't put it on first of all anyway. I got very little response. And then I put that guarantee on it anyway. And I immediately started getting a hell of a lot of interest. And, you know, it's converted into sales as well. You know, so it's just these little methods that sort of come along. Yeah, one little idea. That's right. That's right. That's absolutely true, you know. But I'd really love to do that with the business buying thing. I think that would be really, really good. Have you been able to build up a pretty good list? You don't have to tell me how many. I've got a list of about 7,000 now. They've bought my UK property system. They've also bought Millionaire Mortgage Secrets. But, I mean, I've joined Venture that Millionaire Mortgage Secrets with some fairly big financial players here. And we've sold about 1,500 copies of that. That's at £197. So, you know, it's done pretty well so far, you know. But, you know, I mean, I'm sure that we could do quite well. I mean, would we use the same copy stuff? Uh, no, I'm just kind of thinking. I do have a sales letter. I don't know if you've seen it before. I've taken it off the whole site. I've got those audio recordings, but I do have a full-on sales letter that a copywriter put together for me. And Is that Ben that you have? Yeah, have? Ben Settle. Yeah. He sounds a nice guy. Very nice guy. Very good. I'm just thinking how I'd want to do it. I'm thinking probably if we were to do it, maybe a digital version of the product, okay. you know, where they order and maybe we could keep it at a couple hundred bucks and it could be just a digital version. That'd be fine. I mean, I'd be very, very happy. All right, well, I can get back with you on that. And I can pull up an old promotion. I've done it a couple times. You heard of Jim Straw? I don't think I have. Who's this He's an old-timer here in the U.S. and make millions in the mail-order business, and he's gotten online, and we did a joint venture with him on the Art Hamble that went pretty good as well. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, so we've had some good response with the Art Hamble. I really like that. No, we're going to have to do that, Mike. There's no doubt about it. Okay, I will get Get back with you on that for sure. That'd be really, really good anyway. I use a copywriter in New Zealand. He used to do some stuff for Gore, and he's very, very good. And we've done pretty well with some of his promotions, and he seems to sort of hit the stuff really quite well. But Ben's got some good stuff out. I'm just curious, on your land deal, how many years have you done that, like as far as you being an expert? I've actually been doing it myself around about 10 years now. Mm-hmm. And so, in a nutshell, what do you do? That's exactly what I do. I look to find sites that have already been developed by developers, okay? And I look at the footprint of that site, and I see what sort of size it is. There's no building on it, right? Well, there can be buildings on it. It doesn't really matter. I mean, obviously, the least amount of buildings are better. Okay. But what I've been then looking at, right, is how many new units they've put on there, okay? So, 
just say, for example, they've knocked two houses down, they've put up, say, 15 houses, something like that. I mean, bearing in mind it's a bit denser here than it is in the state. So I will know that on that footprint, that size of area of land, there's a very good chance that you get another 15 units on something of a similar sort of size. I'll then go out on the map, I'll probably look online, and I'll find a site which has got the same sort of amenities nearby and the shops and all the rest of it. And I would be able to work the figures back from the sales, figures of each house that is sold as to how much that site would very likely be worth because the developer would pay between 25 to say 45% of the gross development value of how much the whole site would gross if you like. The land and real estate on there? That's it, yeah. I would then know how much that would be and I would then simply go to the owner and say, look, you know, we'll give you 30% above market value for your property. All you need to do is to sign an option which will give us the right but not the obligation to buy the site. We'll give you, you know, and we can agree a price there anyway, and for nominal fee, I will secure a legal right to do anything I want with that land in that period of time. Just say, for example, I've agreed to buy it from them for £400,000. How long do you tie it up for? Around about nine months, usually. Six to nine months is around about right, and then you can get planning permission, etc. on that. And then you can build on it during that time? You can build on it after you've got planning permission. So if you've got planning permission for 15 units, you can then build on it after that. But the great thing about the way that I do it is the fact that, you know, I can find all of the documentation relating to a similar site online, and I can know what restrictions there may be or whatever. So I can factor that into the price that I believe the developer will pay. And I then go to the developer and say, look, I've got a site here anyway. I have a legal agreement, you know, that I can actually buy it. You can buy it for £500,000. In theory, there'd be a £100,000 spread price between what I could buy it for and what I could sell it for. Mm-hmm. And I then just literally assign that option, which is the legal agreement to the developer, for £500,000. And that solicitor would then give the owner £400,000, and I would then have the 100000 So, yeah, it's a process. Okay, so you find a development, you evaluate its worth, you go to the owner and see if he wants to sell and you tie it up for nine months, and then you market it. You try and sell it, and you do like a double closing where you get paid at the closing. What we would usually do, we would actually already virtually have a home for it right away where we would have a developer already interested in the site, mm-hmm. and what they would then simply do would be to get the planning themselves anyway because a lot of these guys want to put their own product on there anyway. They don't want you to go and get planning for something that wouldn't be suitable for them. You know. Or are you paying the seller a fair price? We're paying the seller more money than the property's actually worth. Well, how do you build the value into it? We build the value because we can actually put on a greater density of properties, so they're more valuable, so therefore it actually increases the value of the land. So the seller doesn't really understand that? What they do understand is the fact that you're going to be paying 30% above market value because, you know, you're going to be developing the site. You know, you don't tell them that you're going to be turning it to somebody else anyway. You know, you're not telling any lies with it for what you are. You're just giving them the money for what they have currently. That's exactly what it is. Okay, so then you go to your potential buyer and you say, I've got this site, it's zoned for 15 more buildings, you can bring in this much more income, therefore I'm going to sell it for this. Yes. In a nutshell, that's really what it's like anyway. But we've had some great successes, you know, and I've had several associates who've made over £100,000 from, you know, really very simple to find deals, you know. But Mm -hmm. what I was thinking about was actually having like an entry-level audio interview that would actually show people how to do a cheaper version of that, if you like, and that is to find sites for developers for a set percentage fee, which would be 2%, which is the industry standard. So, yeah, I mean, I've got friends making sort of, you know, 70 grand a year from little deals 
materials like that. But, you know, they really don't even have to get their hands dirty. I mean, all they've literally got to do is to get the agreement by the owners that they would be looking to sell for development. You don't mm-hmm. even talk prices to them at all, and you then go to the developer and say, right, I've got Mrs. Jones, Mrs. Smith, and Mrs. whatever that want to sell their properties anyway, over to you. They then look at it, they then appraise it. If they're going to go with it, then you will get 2% of the value of the site when they actually buy it. Now, let me ask you, in the UK, to do that, I know here in the US, if there's real estate, you've got to be a licensed real estate agent. What about in the UK? In the UK, I mean, I don't have to be a licensed real estate because I'm not looking to sell their properties for them. You're a finder. Yeah, I'm a finder, basically, you know. I mean, it could actually tie in quite nicely with the little audio series and a book, you know. And I mean, that could be like an entry-level thing. Again, it could be delivered digitally. It'd be absolutely perfect. Would you want to give that away for free to sell the course? Or you want to well, I don't know. I mean, what do you think? This would be a totally new, smaller-end product to kind of get them into the bigger... Yeah, but you see, I'm not sure whether to get them into the other one there, which is the UK property system. Where's your real money? I mean, what's your best product so far that you've got? My best product is the Millionaire Mortgage Secrets, which is something completely different to my land development. But that was something that I just thought about in the shower one day, and I got my writer to write all about it and research it, and it did very well. But my land project, of course, is a bit more of a niche product. So it hasn't got such a huge following, and, you know, there is work involved with it. So, you know, you haven't got the business opportunities seeker who wants to sort of just do something behind his computer for 50000 a year, you know. But what I am trying to do is to actually develop these workshops that would enable them to do that. I mean, I can show people how I found a £100,000 site in 34 and a half minutes online. And that is really powerful because there's nobody doing that here. So this land course here at landprojects.com, that sells for a couple hundred bucks, or how much is that? It sells for two ninety-seven. I was going to be thinking about reducing that price, but, you know, I didn't know whether to keep on with that or just to go for the high-priced workshop, which would be less work for me and more money. To do a local workshop. Do a local workshop and show people, because I didn't really want to be writing about it, because I don't really want my competitors sort of knocking it off, you know. That's smart. Yeah, you could turn this land thing into a couple thousand dollar seminar, two or three grand. Yeah, yeah. What I wanted to do, I wanted to get just a few people in a room at each sitting, and I wanted to, like, you know, give them a laptop with it, which is loaded up with all of our resources and all the rest of it. Mm-hmm. But it was going to be more than that. It was going to be around about sort of 4,000 pounds, you know, so it's about $8,000. So I mean, well, that's fine, yeah. It's a fairly good whack. But you see, the way that I look at it, and I was talking to a pal of mine in marketing here the other day, and he said, you know, the higher the price that people will pay, as long as they've got the quality with that, they're actually far better prospects. Mm-hmm. They're not what we call the bottom feeders, where, you know, you're just giving them like a £17 course. They're a bit That's true. That's savvy, you know. And I thought that it would just be better if I did it that way. More money for me. And the way I look at it as well, you know, if I'm going to have a hotel room with sort of people in it or whatever anyway, then, you know, it's going to cover the cost. We're going to make some money out of it. And it would be just a lot easier all around. Yeah, I think they'd be smart doing a higher-end seminar. So you you need something to sell that. Well, I need something to sell that, but I'm wondering really whether it is relevant to have something which is a lower price leading them into that, because in theory, you know, if you're coming in with something which is like a couple of hundred bucks or whatever, and then you're going to be leading them into like an £8,000 seminar, I mean, don't you think that's a bit of a jump? It is a jump. The way I've done it, you know, it's just like on my HMA stuff, I give it all for free because I look at it, if I had to sell access to all my free interviews on the HMA, my marketing consulting opportunity, I'd be cutting out a lot of prospects. I mean, I would venture to say that all my HMA consultants have listened to just about all the free content, and I do give enough information that they can even go out and get their first client. If I had said, I'm not going to give you this information for free and I'm going to sell it for a couple hundred bucks, I'm convinced I would have far fewer 
fewer sales because I tried to sell it for 200 Because think about it. Let's say you sell 100 courses at 200 bucks. The goal is getting it in their head, getting them to listen to it. Because even if they pay 200 out of 100 people, 90 of them are never going to get through the material. If you offer it free in a convenient way, they can download and listen, like the stuff I offer in my site. You don't want to have any obstacle from them having the opportunity to hear what your story is, to hear what you've been doing, to hear how you do it. That's what's going to get them excited. You've got to have that opportunity for them to hear your story so you can sell them. Then the desire comes. If you put up a barrier and say, buy my $200 product, you'll make some money, but compared to an $8,000 seminar... I'm just doing it based on my experience. I would have like a sales letter, but I would have hours of interviews on it where you're giving away a lot of value where they can almost go do it themselves, but you hold on to the contracts. And some very brave people may try and go do it themselves, but you don't give all the information, and they're going to want your help, your expertise, and you can build that into your offer, your sales letter, your guarantee like you were talking about. So they need to come to your seminar to really know how to do it. Yeah, that sounds pretty interesting, actually. I mean, I know that, you know, you're the master, really, of giving away great content. You know, you've also got people who will come and buy your products as well. How many products do you sell, Mike? You know, I had about 14 different products and services, but since January, I've packaged all of them in with my HMA stuff. Really? Yeah, so now I'm not doing too much fulfilling. I only sell one thing, which is my HMA system. Most of those products are now digitized. And I've just simplified my life. It's been wonderful. Yeah. yeah. What do you think about the digitized stuff? I mean, do you think that there's any mileage in giving away? Just say, for example, like when we do our Hamels course, if there was like a digital version of it, mm-hmm. what do you think about like giving some of it? To reduce returns? Yeah, I mean, you're paying a higher price because you said that you've got some in workbooks format as well. Is that right? Yeah, my Art Hamel system... My cost on producing the DVDs and the workbooks and everything was almost about a hundred bucks, seventy, eighty dollars, because I had three volumes of DVDs in there. So it was expensive to produce an inventory. That was one thing, and you know the box weighed over ten pounds, and it was all the shipping. I wanted to kind of end that hassle in my life. You so you could do it all for the PDF. Oh, yeah, yeah. Everything's been digitized. And the reason I started doing a physical product was because I believed it would reduce on the returns. When someone had a physical product, it seemed like it was more value. It was probably more of a hassle for them to pack it up and ship it back, which may have been true. But what I found, whether it was physical, digital, and I've sold them both, depending on the price point, if someone wants to return it, they're going to return it. Well, I had a very liberal offer on that Art Hamill. It was you could order it. If you were ordering from the U.K., you order it, you pay $49 just on the shipping, that's all you paid, and then I could charge your card in 30 days. Right, and that's what you did with the audio course, didn't you? Same offer with the audio course. What did you find the returns on that? Well, as I went up higher with Art Hamill, as I increased the price, there were definitely more returns. But when we averaged it out, we still made more money at the higher price. I think it's a good subject, and it would certainly be very relevant in the marketplace here today. And I think it would do really, really very well, you know. I really do. I'm pretty sure that we could do quite nicely with that, you know. I'm looking forward to you getting back to me on that. I'll be glad to set something up, and I'll give it some thought, and I'll make you an offer on it. Mike, where do people go to research new products and stuff, you know? Because I'm always hungry for new products and things, you know. And I'm a very good research writer or whatever. And mm-hmm. I'll tell you what's doing really well here at the moment. 
it must be financial stuff, you know, like trading on the forex and things like that. What's the stuff in America that does very well? Well, that stuff does very well. You know, the real estate courses do very well. I'm wondering you know, if I could try and package my stuff up for the American market. You probably could, but the thing is, you know, you're in the UK and yeah. people say, well, will this work for the US? And when we did the Vanish Joint Venture, there was a lot of questions, will this work for the UK? Will this work for the UK? And we had answers for that. You being the expert in the UK, if you could show the people that it doesn't matter whether you live in the UK or the US, that your techniques would work. I mean, that would be difficult because, I mean, I don't know anything about the American market. Yeah. You know, the thing is, I mean, I would never want to expose myself to somebody that doesn't know what Yeah, and I think there'd probably be some conflicts and you got different laws here. Go on to clickbank.com and they have a rating system that shows you their number one selling products, whether it's through affiliates or just pure popularity. You can look at those products and kind of look at their niche and what they're doing and you can contact the owners of those products and maybe you can negotiate rights and what I would do is I'd find something that's really hot that they've already got sales letters that they're doing well and negotiate some kind of rights and then build value into the product by doing audio interviews. So let's say you got a guy who teaches people how to make money cleaning offices. And I remember I approached a guy. He had sold like 50,000 books one year at like 1995, and I tried to get a joint venture going with him because, like in the Brian Keith Boyles, remember when he had the clean offices and stuff? Yeah. Anyone can do it, so it's got a great appeal. But if I could secure the rights to that product, and I'd build value. So I'd find his students, I'd interview him, I'd get other experts. Like in my audio marketing secrets, you heard how you build value into it. Yeah, and then up the price, because most people, their confidence level is so low, they're selling books for 19 bucks when you could be selling courses for 497 That's right. The other thing I wanted to do as well, you know, because I, mean, I really like the audio medium, is that I wanted to use it for an affiliate, you know, rather than actually just sort of sending out like a sales letter, etc. I wanted to interview the person whose product it was and then promote that to my list and then be sort of enthusiastic and let the person talk about their product, etc. anyway, and let them really get to a point where they want to buy it and then give your affiliate link, etc., just to drive them there and then follow up with a couple of emails that way. I have recordings on my site that I have joint interrelationships. You know, I don't know if you listen to the recording with that Ari guy on cold calling. Yeah. I'm an affiliate of his, so I think on the transcript I direct him to a website which I control called painfreecoldcalling.com, which I establish. So if you go there, you'll be automatically directed to his affiliate link. Okay. So I won't give his website in the interview. I don't even mention his last name. So anyone listening to the recording will be very hard for them to know who the guy is. I've got it right. That is like redirect to your affiliate link. That is correct. Got it. My domain, there's an articulate presentation. It's a PowerPoint audio presentation with a guy named The Money Man on corporate credit. Where's that located? You can get to it from my page A of all my audio recordings. And it's called The Money Man. And this is a guy I established a joint venture with. He sells a service where he helps corporations increase their business credit. Not their personal credit, but their business credit based on their experience. And I set up a joint venture with this guy. There's a front-end product and then there's a back-end once the person goes through his course and this company establishes the credit they got to pay him a few thousand dollars for helping them do that so I negotiated a deal where I put together a promotion a PowerPoint presentation that he already had I just changed it and enhanced it we did an audio interview and so I call it the money man I never give his company name because if I give his company name in the audio interview they're just going to go online and go directly and bypass it and this has been great I've 
already generated three or four sales. These sales are at a thousand bucks a pop, just on the front end. And so I have all over my site a lot of these recordings. There's no compensation that I get, but a lot of these recordings are joint venture relationships that I've established. But you got to control that lead. So when you're doing the audio, you don't want to give the guy's last name. You don't want to give a phone number or any way that that listener can go to the source without going through you. Sure, because they will, for sure. Absolutely, they will. That's exactly right. You want to be paid for your efforts. So this is what I'm doing with audio. It's all online. I don't have to be there. So if people are listening to audio while I'm doing what I want to do and I'm controlling the flow of leads, you know, someone may listen to a recording and say, hey, how can I get in touch with this guy? You control that flow of lead. And if you're doing an audio promotion for a high-end product that you can make yourself two, three, four thousand dollars $4,000, it's wonderful. Absolutely. And how many audio recordings do you do, like a week or a month? You know, I go through stages. I just did one yesterday with a guy on cold calling, setting up appointments. But I've been a little burned out. I haven't done much since the new year. I've just been kind of taking it easy. But I go through stages where, you know, I'll line them up and knock them out. It just depends on how I feel. Do you just, like, think of the subject and think, well, I must try and get such a thing about Well, I'll give you an example. You know, like, it's ironic that you contact me. I had another guy contact me just a couple days ago, and he's from Georgia, the same state I'm in, and he emailed me and told me that for 15 years he's been flipping land. Kind of like you, but he's going after land, doing the same thing you were doing, where he'd find the land, he'd put some earnest money down, he would tie it up for 90 days, and then he would go to developers and sell it. I'm into this land thing because there was another gentleman I talked to. He had access to people who would buy the land at these tax sale certificates, you know, the people who default on their parcels. And he would buy land, and then he would sell it up on eBay on terms. Okay. Okay, and there's a lot of people making money on that. So I had talked to him. He was one of my students. Yeah, so this stuff stuff that interests me. So this guy I talked to, you know, I said, well, if you want to do an interview on it and we could direct people to you and maybe do a joint venture on that, I was open to that because I'm interested in that stuff. But there's no shortage. You can go search on Amazon for anything you're interested in is probably the stuff you want to do interviews with because at the same time you're doing the interview, you're learning. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I love learning all the time. I certainly love learning about the business. But, I mean, I find, really, that, I mean, I'm a bit of a one-man band here. I mean, I have a secretary and I have a PA as well. But, I mean, I work literally from, you know, a wing of my house, if you like. But it's getting a little bit noisy now because I've got a 19-month-old son as well. Oh, wow, okay. I'm pretty good with the lungs, you know, and so I'm thinking of buying somewhere else to have my office. I understand the challenges. My kids are now five and eight, and I've always worked out of the home. So it is a challenge. It was fine, really, because, I mean, my wife, I was sort of a practice nurse, and so she was actually, you know, out in the daytime. And it was fine because I've got two older girls, one of 17 and one of 13, so of course they were at school. And after about 20 years of marriage, my wife said to me, you know, I think we need another one. I was thinking, oh, my God, you know. Oh, my God. I'm 49 now. You're not yeah. Okay. But it's absolutely wonderful, I and mean, it's fantastic being a dad again. However... Work-wise, it is the biggest killer of anything creative. Well, yeah, you may want to just get an office where it's quiet. I agree.
Yeah, but you know, I mean, I love the business, I love what I'm in, I like the sort of quite successful joint venturing stuff as well, you know. But I mean, I was very interested in your audio angle, and that's why I bought the course anyway. But it's simple, it does take time. I mean, doing the interview doesn't take too much time, the preparation doesn't take much time, the editing takes some time. It's either time or money. You can farm that stuff out, or you can knock it out yourself. You know, Ben Settle, he's finally taken my advice. He's done a bunch of different interviews, and he's got his own products that he's selling up on his site, and it works. Yeah, do you outsource much, Mike? I have a wonderful lady named Diane. She's been my personal assistant for several years, and she's really my right-hand man. She does all my pre-editing. She'll do the initial editing, and then I'll go through it and do the final editing. Yeah, she helps me out with a lot of stuff. So you want a good assistant. It's worth every penny to help you do the busy work stuff. Yeah, yeah. We have marketers in this country you know, who've got plenty of money, so they've actually got the time and the resources to actually have like a whole team of people that can put products together. You know, somebody thinks of it, somebody researches it, somebody does the graphics, somebody... You, you can hire all that out. I mean, you really yeah, can't. just don't know where to go to. There's Elance, E-L-A-N-C-E dot com. Yeah, I do have some work done on Elance. A lot of it is sort of more IT stuff. I mean, I actually found my writer on Elance, and he's been absolutely fantastic. Sure. Diane, my assistant, I found on Elance. My webmaster, who's been with me for seven years, I found him initially on Elance. A transcriber who does all my transcripts, Trish, she's been with me probably almost seven, eight years. I found her on Elance. So you can find those relationships and then take them off at Elance. I mean, I've been very lucky, I must admit, because the people that I have chosen have all been very good. You know, I mean, as I say, my writer's been with me for quite some time, and he's amazing. He really is, and it's great to have him. And that's my team. You have to build a virtual team. And virtual, it works fine. You don't have to have them in your office. Yeah, but I think even with all your products, your mortgage one, whatever, integrating audio in with that sales letter will help you sell more. And it'll get your story listened to. Even if you didn't hire me to interview you or hire anyone to interview, you could pay someone to read your sales letter into a digital MP3 file and let them have the opportunity to download a version that's on MP3 where you get a narrator to read your sales letter. Right at the top, you can say, if you don't have time to read it online or you don't want to print it and you want to listen to it, download here. That's a good idea. Yeah, that's a very good idea. I'll tell you another thing that I've done. Amazon sent me something the other day, you know, it was about a book. And I looked at it and I thought, God, you know, I thought, this is amazing because you can actually just take a peek inside, you know? Oh, yeah. So I've got a guy just to do a script for me anyway. And now what I'm going to do is just put that on my site where people can just take a look at the chapters and whatever. And I thought, that's a neat little tool, way that it's another little selling aid. But I definitely think you know, that audio online, as far as yourself, though, is concerned, is a good idea. Yeah, it just takes time to do it. Yeah, yeah, it does. Well, you know, Mike, I mean, it's great to chat with you, and you've certainly given me quite a bit of food for thought. But, you know, sometimes when you're on your own, you never really know sometimes the right direction to go, so it's always good to talk to somebody who really knows about marketing. Sure, sure. Well, you know, if you do it in 4,000-pound seminar, that sounds great, because, you know, with my HMA, you know, it's almost, what I say, 6,000 bucks, it's great. You know, you can sell two or three or four a month, and you don't have to do anything else. That's right. Yeah. Rather than if you're selling a hundred dollar product, that's six hundred customers yeah. for the same yeah. amount of money. Six hundred hassles, six hundred ship, you know? Absolutely, yeah. Six hundred emails a week. Go for the higher end product and then if 
if you do a seminar like that and you have students who need extra coaching and have questions, get a digital recorder and get their permission and record everything, and you have that all in the back end of your product. So once I sell my HMA system for six grand, there's really not too much involvement because over the years I have a back end section called the HMA University, and this is all the conference calls. They're all there, transcribed, recorded, MP3. And these are people that have bought the HMA system? Yeah, these are students, you know. That's a good idea, isn't it? Because, I mean, I could actually do that with people who are still hot after reading the book and I want to just talk to them about it. I mean, you could actually do, like, a questions and answers zone. Aren't your students calling you, asking you questions? Absolutely. And are you recording any of that? I am now, but, I mean, I haven't been there. See, this will become part of your product. So when you've got a new student, he's eager, and you're on the other line answering all his questions, that will become part of your Q&A. Just like on the Art Hamill recordings, I don't know if you heard, there's two or three parts of nothing but question and answers. And that's stuff that I'd ordinarily not record, but I recorded it, and I've combined it, made a recording. And so now I don't have to answer all these questions with my personal time. They're all right there. For sure. So tell me, Mike, when you talk to somebody, like when somebody asks you some questions, etc. Anyway, do you say, like, do you mind if I record this? And do you find that people sort of get a little bit stilted when all of a sudden they're thinking about? Most of the time, it's not a problem. Let's say if I have an appointment or I know I'm going to be talking to someone about something that would be valuable to me, I'll set up the appointment. I'll say, hey, do you mind if I do a recording? And most people are really open to it and don't have a problem. If they have a problem, it's not a big deal. I won't do it. But most people. I think are okay. Some people may be nervous or it may be nervous at first and then once you get going they kind of relax and it's not a big deal. I interviewed some guy the other day actually and this is from our Millionaire Mortgage Secret course and this guy is an ex-airline pilot but he's a forex trader you know and he does very well with it he's got a good system. But anyway I started interviewing him and I'd spoken to him a couple of times before anyway and he's just a quiet guy you know and I said that you know because you're going to be sort of giving support with this product you know you've got to speak up sort of quite loudly or whatever. Well he didn't but not only that I was actually asking him questions and he was literally reading them out and it was at a really quite a slow pace and it just sounded like he was reading them. Sometimes there's going to be people you're interviewing that are just going to be terrible and I've done interviews with people and after I do the interview I'm like I'm not going to use this it's just not good. When I'm listening to something I think oh no I wonder if you're going to ask about that and sure enough you do you know because only I think that you think ahead and that is great because you know you bring out a lot of these people anyway and I mean as you quite rightly say a lot of people will just talk and they will want to talk anyway. It's interesting you know but I mean I guess they're very different styles but you know when I was actually interviewing this guy I mean I did another interview with him and it went very successful because I said look just think we're just talking on the phone and forget that I'm recording you and he did he was very good and he loosened up and everything was fine but it was the first recording I had I mean I literally couldn't deviate I mean I'd like to just try and expand on the question and he'd be like oh where are we here well if you know it's going to be a bad recording you could just say hey I don't think it's going to work out and you just save your time because it is time consuming I know for sure but there we go Mike listen I'm not going to take up any more of your time I know that you're busy going no problem thanks very much I mean it's been very interesting chatting to you and it's really nice to think that we could actually do something together let me just when you did something with Vanish anyway, what sort of price were you selling that at? I think, if I remember correctly, when we did the Vanish, we were doing the, the physical product. It was that original one that Art Hamill had, and we were doing it for 297 Okay. That consisted of what? That was like a book and stuff, was it? It was like this brown binder, and you opened it up, and it has slots for 12 cassette tapes, and then it was a three-ring binder all in one. So it was 12 cassette tapes and a three-ring binder. And I think at that time, I didn't even have all the bonus interviews. Let me think. 
No, it was just that. Now I've had all those 12 cassette tapes transcribed, so I've got a PDF of every word of those. We've got bonus interviews. Tell you what, I'll send you the digital version of the product. You can take a look at it. Brilliant. Do you want to get my copyright on? Do you want to get your copyright on? How do you want to work that? I mean, I don't mind doing whatever. Okay, do you have a copywriter who'd be willing? I do, but he's working on something else at the moment anyway, but this guy's really busy, you know. Well, I've got a sales letter for it. I'd have to get with Ben and see if we can work something out, because at the beginning of the year, I told Ben I wasn't going to be using his sales letter, but I'm sure he'd be open to it. So what I'll do is I'll get with Ben. I can send you the sales letter. You can take a look at it. It'd probably have to be modified with the new price and the new offer and everything. That'd be brilliant. Mike, I really look forward to that. That's fantastic. You got it. Yeah, great stuff. So you're going to email me that stuff or send me to a link for that or whatever? I will email you the link into the Art Hamill system. You can look at the individual product and then give me a day or two and I'll get with Ben. There's no rush. We're all busy doing other stuff, so don't worry about it anyway. You got it. Mike, it's been absolutely fantastic. I really appreciate your time and, you know, I'm sure we're going to be good friends. (laughs) Okay, same to you. Very nice talk to you. You have a good evening. And you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That's the end of my interview with Mike. I hope you found this helpful. Make sure you listen to all the other consultations I have up here at Audio Marketing Secrets. And if you have any questions whatsoever, don't hesitate to call. I can be reached at 858-274-7851. Hi, it's Michael with Michael Sunoff's HardToFindSeminars.com and another bonus tip. How would you like to turn your $28 book or ebook or even a concept in your head into a $3,900 information product? I'll provide you the secrets on how to do this. If you'd like a completely free 30-day trial of my system for turning your simple book or even just a concept in your mind into an information product that you can sell for $97, $197, or even as much as $3,900 or more, this system includes a whole range of tricks and tips to help you pack your audio program full of great stories that take control of your listeners' brains. My information product creation system comes with my personal guarantee that you'll create an information product worth from 97 to 497 that's designed to sell like hotcakes. This is a 30-day free trial. If you'd like information on this, please email me at michael at hardtofindseminars.com. In the subject line, write in all caps, $28 book, and I'll email you information on how to turn your $28 book or even a concept in your mind into a $3,900 information product.